Welcome to the Ocho Bob podcast. Week one's in the books. As always, I'm joined by Chris Keane. How are you, Keane? G'day, Manny. Good, mate. Good to be back. Great to have you back. We missed you last week. And of course, the commish, Andrew Halloran. Andrew? Thanks for having me, boys. It's a pleasure. Uh, you know, Keane, I know you've listened to last week's podcast. Um, fair to say you're up and about. Have you heard it? I'll, I'll have my right of reply in, in due course, I think. <laughs> that's that's right. I, I, for the listeners out there, we've had a few words off air, and uh, Keeney's chomping at the bit. It's fair to say to get a few words in, but um, due to time constraints, we've censored him for today. So uh, he'll get his right of reply in a future episode. But for today, we're going to try and keep it keep it to week one. So great to have football back. What caught your eye over the first week, Andrew? Maybe yourself. Uh, I mean, the three games coming down to the last game of the week, it was a great way to start off the Ultra Bowl. Um, certainly got the uh, WhatsApp group up and about on uh, on a Monday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon. Certainly did. It was a pretty exciting finish with some some highlights and some lowlights. What about yourself, Keeney? Um, I think a few things... Um, caught my eye early in week one and that was kind of the, the presence of a lot of the rookies this year and I know with COVID it's been a bit of a different um, pre-season with we haven't been able to see them they haven't really played at any kind of NFL competition level um, so just to get a look at um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire Jonathan Taylor these guys impressed early um, even the receivers Judy Ruggs um, CD Lamb Ragel they all look really good so I think if you've you've gone out there and grabbed a few rookies, um, you'd be kind of pretty pleased with with how that looks at the minute. And it's just an honourable mention with what caught my eye, and this certainly caught my eye um, more than most. And that was the bad luck that Fitzy has continued. <laughs> Michael Thomas, week one scores four, and then he's out out for three or four weeks with an ankle injury. That bloke cannot catch a break at the minute. Oh, Fitzy. It's someone said it. You could uh, devote a movie to the roller coaster ride that has been Fitzy season, and it's only week one. Um, f- for me, it was it was look a couple of things. I think firstly the point three margin between Andrew and Reese was was pretty exciting, and even though it probably didn't go down to the last game in the way that we are we necessarily like these ones too, it was still it was still pretty exciting. And but I think probably most of all would just be myself already pretty much establishing an unassailable lead atop the table. Um, Camo sitting in second, already sent me a text asking how we want to split the money at season's end. So um, just looking forward to, I guess, getting that cash in the bank come December. And I guess the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, there's probably not much to say to that. Uh, so... <laughs> I was going to actually add... Because uh, it kind of did come down to the end, didn't it, with AJ Brown in that yeah, game? Yeah, it was. That I, was I guess. Night. Yeah. I mean, the winning team had AJ Brown, but uh, yeah, yeah, he had, he had to, he had to go backwards uh, at the end. He was, yeah. Well, no, because because I had uh, Tennessee D. So if Denver had scored a touchdown oh, yeah. on that last drive, yeah, right at the end. Did, did, I, I was to be honest with you too busy watching Stephen Goskowski. Season away and focused on that to uh, to really pay much attention. Um, So let's go through the games. Uh, We might start with uh, the uh, it was the highest scoring game of the round, or or one of the highest scoring games of the round. Zeke's bruises with Jared 
133 getting done by Camo Slayers and Players 144. Andrew, what was what'd you take out of this one? Uh, so probably the rise of Josh Jacobs. Just mm. you know, he was good last year, but in, I think he had one game where he had one or two games where he had multiple touchdowns, and then he week one comes out, three rush touchdowns, gets a couple of catches. Um, he looks like the superstar that you know some thought he could be. Yeah, and from my point of view, you see, when you score one thirty, you you normally feel pretty comfortable that you're going to walk away with a with a win. So pretty stiff there from from Jared, and and really he underperformed a little bit. Like Evan Ingram had eight or nine targets, I think, for two catches. Um, he dropped a bunch, um, so that kind of cost him in the end, really. But um, it looks going forward like he's got one of the. I think Devonte Adams could be the clear cut wide receiver one this year based on kind of how good Rogers looks. I mean, it's always early week one to, to overreact to these kind of things. Manny, that defense might be a little average from in, in Minnesota. So but, right. um, he just seemed like he was open nonstop, Devontae Adams. So could be a very nice pick. Yeah, I was the same. I think it looks pretty good at pick eight now when he puts up 41 in week one. Um, I think, I reckon both these teams are pretty solid. Obviously, I picked Jared as my preseason uh, winner, and I think even though he's he's lost the first one, the fact that he's got um, Jarek McKinnon had a better than expected performance sitting on his bench. He's got Benny Snell, who might get some good time over the next couple of weeks if Connor misses games. Um, he's got Johnny Smith. He's got he's got depth. I, I, I reckon both these teams are pretty pretty solid. I'm looking at Camo's bench. He's scored 13, 12, 10, 11, 9, 6. There's, there's no real... Gaps at all there. There's pretty good depth in both these teams. Uh, moving on to our next game, um, Dale can't Barkley. It's not Fitzy and Fitzy himself, <laughs> Judge Judy, who would be documented. But Keeney, what was what did you take out of this one? Well, I've I've kind of touched on how unlucky Fitzy's been, um, but then at the same time, when you're starting Randall Cobb and Rob Gronkowski and Hunter Renfro and Greg the Leg. I mean, what can you expect? These sort of things are bound to happen. I will say he's he's done well, even though like Derrick Henry scored 16. That's like his absolute floor, I think. Like he, he ran the ball 30 times. Um, and I reckon Denver probably defended him really well. Um, so to put up like a 16 in a bad game, <laughs> Derrick Henry is going to be a beast again. Um, and he would be really happy with how Aaron Rodgers looked um, and obviously how he scored, put up a big 30. Um, but from from Dale's point of view as well, um, pretty well-rounded team when you go through it. Like Cook and Barkley are going to be really hard to stop in that running back position. Jonathan Taylor just got a massive boost with the unfortunate incident with Marlon Mack tearing his Achilles as well. So he's got a three-headed attack in that running back position that's like almost borderline unstoppable going forward, I reckon. What did you take out, Andrew? Um, I mean, not to pat ourselves on the back, but going in, we said, what's Fitzy doing with Gronk and Hunter Renfro? And <laughs> he's just pr- proved us right in straight away with um, three and four points respectively for the two of them. Yeah, it's a fair call. I, I, um, 
I have loved the odyssey that has been Hunter Renfro's journey so far. He's um, he's been the most maligned draft pick. Then he's got traded. Then he somehow got started week one. And then when we paid out on Fitzy for starting Hunter Renfro, who scores 4.1, he goes, that was a good decision because Brandon Cooks on my bench scored four. So I've actually, I've actually made the right call. So it's, it's week one. I can't wait to see what Hunter Renfro's uh, story looks like by the end of the year. Just some really efficient work there from Fitzy. Just an absolute percentage boost to starting the 4.1 over the 4.0. That's, uh, that's the stuff of legends, really. Um, one, extra, one extra point I just want to note on Fitzy's team. We talked about how stiff he was um, with that Fournette news. Um, straight after he takes him, the Jags obviously let him go. He goes to Tampa Bay. A little bit worrying the, the way they used him in that game. I watched all of it, obviously, um, and he was hardly a factor in that one. I know it's week one. He's still getting accustomed to that offense, but it looks like Ronald Jones is the man at the minute. So it'd be really interesting to see how they use Fournette going forward and what we thought could be an even better situation than what he faced in Jacksonville this year may not be the case. Yeah, it's it's a good call. And I was going to say the same. I think even AP, he scored 14, but that looks a mess. You don't really want a piece of that backfield going forward. Um, Rogers on the upside was strong. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, most did his job. And as you say, Derek Henry, there's upside. So uh, Jerry Judy looked good too. So look, there's probably a bit to hang on to there, but um, pretty comprehensive win for Dale nonetheless. Uh, and next game, my man, year of the haver, uh, just got done by a few points by yourself, Keeney. Um, what would you take out of that one? Uh, look, a bit stiff in the end. I mean, when you start the Vikings defense and they roll through a, a big minus four against Aaron Rodgers, it puts you on the back foot. That's, that's coming from a man who's just started the Cincinnati Bengals in week two who put up a big minus two, I think it was today, which was... Um, Really, out of my end, but let's not go into that. Um, my takeaways from my team um, is really, I mean, Haver's had his chance to knock me off. I mean, you couldn't get me at a better week. George Kittle nearly breaks his leg in half. Mike Evans is on one hamstring. Philip Lindsay comes out of the game at halftime. Um, DJ Moore barely turns up and you're still lost. So, happy days. Andrew, what was your takeout from this one? Um, well, I think looking at Havers, you know, as much as Kenny wants to malign them, uh, Havers has waited on his, um, he switched his defense up at the last moment and then he's waited and picked up the last possible kicker and they've killed him. If you take defense and kicker out of it, uh, Havers would have won by 14 points. Yeah. Uh, th- th- and that was mine as well. When you're, when you're giving up nine on the kicker and seven on the defense, it's just, Absolutely brutal, and it probably shows why those positions are pointless. Um, Drew Brees didn't show a heap either. Thought he was a little bit underwhelming week one, which might be a bit of a concern for the Haver in the year of the Haver. So we'll watch that one closely. He does have, of course, um, an absolute aversion to quarterbacks. So not like there's another good one sitting on his bench anyway. So see how that one goes. He did go heavy Saints, didn't he? And... um... My fear for Breeze is that's kind of what he's going to be like this year. I just think they're going to run the ball a fair bit, lean on the defense, which I think is pretty good. Um, and, you know, he's just going to complete quick passes, short passes. I don't think you're going to see three, 400-yard games from Breeze anymore. 
Um, so that'll be an interesting watch. But there's plenty of plenty of good QBs on the waiver wire still. So may yeah. look to may look to there. It's a very deep position this year, isn't it? Um, our next game, Larry's dump truck, Cam, the reigning champ, who um, probably didn't have a huge amount of support in the in the pre-season predictions, but put up a 137 and got the job done against the the basket case of the league, Woodsy, whose whose rankings clearly told him that uh, he he just needed to pick up five guys who scored zero on his bench, more or less. Um, that's what happens when you pay the big subscription fees. Uh, Andrew, what did you take out of the Woodsy Cam matchup? Um, so on the Woodsy side, just his running backs, just that cooked, except for Eckler. He's got Bell out now. And then who else? he's got Boston Scott, Max out now. I think he's picked a couple up off the waiver wires this, uh, after this week. But um, yeah, his running backs just killed him in that game. And, and not to mention, reached for the 49ers in the draft from memory, took him in the 12th round. And I'm telling you, year, on, year in, year out, they're not the same team. Like, it's hard to rely and predict what a defense is going to do every single year. So um, we'll see how that one plays out. But gee whiz, wasn't Cam pretty strong? I mean, um, we talked about, I, I thought Zeke looked really, really sharp in that, in that Dallas game, um, catching the ball. Hopkins could be one of the best pickups like I think everyone was a little bit iffy on how Hopkins would go this year but if week one's anything to go by my goodness I'll reiterate what a horrible trade that was from Bill O'Brien and the Texans to let him go for a second rounder and David Johnson um, he's going to explode in that Arizona offense by the looks um, so that could be an absolutely sensational pick for Cam this year and, and could help him go pretty close to all the way your point's right around he's had a bit of bad luck. Obviously, Lev Bell and, and Mac, not that he started Mac, but uh, the two of those going down definitely hurts him. Um, however, and I, I caveat this by saying, obviously, it's not every week. But if you ever want a better example of why you don't just worry only about the rankings, he was predicted to win the game by 10. He lost the game by 30. Um, he drafted, to use his own words, I've got the best defense, I've got the best kicker, and I've got the best tight end. Um, on defense, he lost 11 points to his opponent, and on kicker, he, he tied. So you can go early on these guys and have what the best rankings tell you, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a little bit more to it than that. Um, having said that, Russell Wilson did look very good, which obviously he, he stuffed up in his draft and took Josh Allen, but he managed to trade his way into Russell Wilson, so I think he'd be happy with that one. Um, but his bench is looking very thin. I know Tyler Boyd played today in the Thursday game and looked all right, but that was with a last-second touchdown to salvage those points. So probably in a little bit of trouble, the Woodsy. And um, I think other than the Debo Samuel probably being further away than originally he would have been thought to when we did the draft, I reckon Cam's feeling in pretty good shape. Mm. Yeah, Noah Fant looked really good. Um, CD Lamb looked really good. So he's pretty deep there. He's got a nice, nice squad. I will say for Woodsy, Russell Wilson, they look like they're they're looking to pass a bit more than what they have in the past. So that's that's a real plus for the Wilson going forward. Um, he, he he threw thirty five times, which I don't think he's done very very often at Seattle in the last two or three years, and they were winning for most of the game. So you could have excused them for running the ball a lot more than what they did. So yeah, he could be uh, in for a big year, Russell. Most definitely. Uh, and next game. Uh, well, just on the opposite end of that, uh, could we be seeing the end of Ingram and 
cup as relevant fantasy players. Both of them pretty low scores. Look like ooh, look like the offense wasn't going to be revolving around them as much. I think Ingram two point nine is a worry when they win thirty eight to six. Yeah, Ingram's probably the biggest worry for mine just because of um, Dobbins and that they, they they like him. Um, Cup I'm less concerned about. I I think you know they've just paid him. Um, I think they still think he's a, a big part of their offense going forward. And um, in a PPR format, I think he's going to be pretty fine. He just had a pretty quiet week. Still put up eight points. So, yeah. Now, the biggest, well, the closest game in the round anyway, um, Reese against Andrew, yourself, Kamish. Um, you got the nod by point three, as we talked about. It did come down to the wire, um, contrary to my earlier comments. Did, were you getting nervous? Oh, very nervous. Um, thankfully, um, Michael Gallup got called for that pass interference in the Saints game. Was the difference between a win or a loss for the, uh, the Cowboys and for me? What was your take on this one, Kenny? That's a really good point because he would have caught it if um, he did catch it, didn't he? Yeah, he did catch it and got caught. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. He would have been in a bit of strife. Um, and obviously with AJ Brown in that Tennessee game, it would have been a frustrating viewing experience. Um, he was open a few times late in that last quarter. Now it's come out that he's got bone bruising in his knee, which is never a great injury to be carrying week in, week out. Um, again, I think Andrews is going to have a really good, really strong year. Will Fuller look like the guy in Houston attached to to Watson, so um, you'd be really happy with that. I touched on um, uh, Russell Wilson throwing a bit more, so for mine, that only boosts guys like Tyler Lockett, um, DK Metcalf stock. So um, I think all in all, Andrew, your your size looking pretty strong. Got some depth on the bench there. Malcolm Brown just sitting there, just sitting in the wings. He looks like the guy at the minute in LA. Um, and over on the other side. Um, yeah, I quite I don't mind Reese's team either. I think it's pretty strong, obviously, with, with McCaffrey and the Chubb Hunt duo, I think it's gonna be pretty strong. Um, and even Robinson looked pretty good for Jacksonville as well. So I think both teams pretty strong and I expect both teams to be right there at the finish this year. Just on Reese's yeah. team, we brought it up in the preseason about uh Chubb and Hunt not starting both of them. And then first week he decides to only start one of them, and of course he starts the wrong one that you could also argue that cost him the game. Yeah, that's fair. Although I think he he's playing me this week and we're one game in and he's not made that mistake again. He's had both. And, of course, after putting up six points last week, the Browns put up, yeah, exactly, two touchdowns each. So that's that's put me in a bit of a hole. Um, lucky, you know, I'm brilliant at streaming kickers and I managed to get Randy Bullock in to save me some points. <laughs> It's all right. He's only got uh, Christian McCaffrey to come in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he has gone um, 200. But I think, I, I agree. I think both teams are pretty strong. Um, the the one that probably frustrates me the most is, as I said in the preseason, I really wanted Will Fuller. I really thought he was good. <laughs> hated seeing last week's game because he just, just reinforced why I really wanted him in the team. But, yeah, both these teams seem to have a bit of depth. I think they'll... Trouble a lot of teams. So it's probably a, a good win for you to get on the board early, Andrew. Uh, and then the final game, which I think technically, well, no, technically it would have been the highest scoring game, was myself and Ben 
Um, ben absolutely copped a pasting in the preseason for his drafting. And then he's put up 135.3 in week one, which isn't too bad. Um, what did you make of this one, Keeney? Yeah, it's a, it was an interesting matchup. Obviously, I think one of the big takeaways um, out of the draft and after watching week one was, and we mentioned that the Atlanta stack that you've got with with Jones and Ridley and Hurst, and I just, there's no issues playing Jones and Ridley together. <laughs> that, that could be an offense that just explodes. I think their defense is pretty poor. Um, so I think Matt Ryan put up 500 yards or something like that, and a lot of it went to, to Jones and Ridley. Um, so that's probably my big takeaway. And then Adam Thielen, clearly without Diggs there, is another one who who could potentially be in a, in a side that doesn't have a great offense and could be in some shootouts. And once Kirk Cousins started airing it out a bit, he was the main man and um, put up huge numbers. So your receivers there, Steve, were, were massive. Um, from Ben's point of view, um, I think it's official. Lamar's just an absolute cheat code. So um, congratulations on owning him. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, and really, I mean, his team's pretty solid. Crowder um, had a pretty big game. Is he? I, I think he's in doubt this week. But um, I think he's taken him out of his lineup. So he's, got, he's put Hollywood Brown back in. Hollywood Brown had a out. really solid game as well. Um, I like Hollywood Brown a fair bit. Harry and, and Akers are a little bit questionable at the moment based on week one, but early days, so we'll see what happens there. So I think both sides would be pretty competitive. And I just think, like, as I, just to reiterate, I think if you're going to, if you have Lamar this year, it could be another year where he just keeps you in the game every week just because he's he puts up 25, 30 minimum. I think the big thing I thought from Ben's team is uh, David Johnson looking like David Johnson. Mm. If he, that David Johnson, if you can stay fit for 16 games, you've probably got a top five running back uh, in the end of the third round or start of the third round or wherever he took him. Yeah, it's a good call. And I think and I think Duke Johnson got injured as well. So that kind of boosts his workload even more in the passing game. So you're right, he did look good. He did look very good. So that could be a great pick. Yeah, I, I the, the one... Well, there, there were probably two things. It's funny because obviously... The 150 was the highest of the round, but it actually should have been much, much more because oh. I, <laughs> I, I went into the the, to the Monday night games with James Connor still to go. And, of course, I had Goskowski as a kicker still to go as well. Now, Connor got injured early and scored three. And then Goskowski put up one of the worst ever performances by a kicker. I, I've seen some stats about it being, you know, worst in the last decade, second or third worst of all time or something missing three field goals and one extra point. And, of course, then coming back after the th- four consecutive misses and kicking the game winner. So it was definitely entertaining to watch. And I'm glad that it wasn't a couple of points in it at that point because it would have been very, very nervous. I actually heard this week that Goskowski um, is on some sort of guaranteed contract and earned $135,000 for that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad way to live, is it? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well... I, uh, it's fair to say, while the Tennessee Titans couldn't afford to cut him, I tried three or four times during the game to cut him. Unfortunately, <laughs> wouldn't let me. And I, um, I, I cut him in about 30 seconds after that game finishing. He's done. So I might bring him back, but we'll see. I don't think at this stage. I've just, just streamed Randy Bullock. And even with one calf, he's done the job for me so far in week two. 
So uh, just before we, we wrap up, guys, and I think um, we, we probably deserve a congratulations from ourselves for being much more time efficient this time than we've been with every other podcast so far. Um, I'll, I'll just give you the, the unprompted question. What's your game of the round in round two? <laughs> and while everyone thinks about it, um, the, the, the big one for me, and I'm just kind of scrolling through, but I'm really interested to see just Woodsy and Ben two very maligned teams for two different reasons. One of them's going 0-2. And, and I'm quite excited to see which one it is because I reckon it's a long way back from there. Um, I'm going to have to go with yourself and Reese. Um, looks like it's two pretty big scoring teams and two teams with a lot of good matchups. So, um, I mean, that could be, you know, 160 to 150, I think, at the end of the week. Yeah, and I'm, I'll follow a similar theme to you, Steve, and I think that's Fitzy and Havers. Both 0-1. Both need the win desperately. I still see Rob Gronkowski in the lineup, which is concerning. <laughs> I still see Potty Miller in the lineup, which is concerning. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders is in the lineup. He might not play. So, Fitzy, if you're listening, mate. Make sure you sort that lineup out before the game starts. He's already put... Yeah, geez, he's, he's stiff, isn't he? I'm looking at his bench. Brandon Cooks, Michael Thomas, Leonard Fournette, Josh Gordon. Like, just a who's who of... <laughs> Adrian Peterson's on there. Bad luck stories. Yeah, yeah, it is. But he's got Jerry Judy. Mate, start Jerry Judy. He looks really good. I like him. It's tough to be Fitzy. Well, I've... um. I've been having some sneaky trade talks with him, so we'll uh, he's might look a little bit different by the time we get to the week, but we'll have to wait and see how that works out. Uh, all right. Well, I think on that note, we might wrap it up. Uh, thanks as always for your time, boys. Look forward to staying up Sunday night. Just as one final comment, did you both get up at 3 a.m. and watch the games? Ah, uh, Yes, I did. I certainly did. Uh, my My greatest fear is that, like I had Mike Evans, so... I had to get up, even though he didn't play at 3 a.m. I just needed that update <laughs> because I needed to know if I needed to put someone else in the in the slot. So um, for me, it's more about tinkering the lineup more yeah, so than yeah. watching because the Saints didn't play a little bit later, but I love it. So, so we've got yeah, three no. more weeks. Uh, we've only got three more weeks and then it switches to 4 a.m. So uh, Sleep in. not too long to go. I, I the, the first, the early games for me is the best. Like that's the most enjoyable part of the week. Just it's yeah. It's mayhem on my brain trying to follow what's going on, but absolutely love it. It's the most tilting experience that you can experience as a human, I reckon, watching <laughs> Red Zone with... When it cuts to... Like, um, yeah. nuts. Your opponent Ooh. player gets a touchdown and then it cuts to another one of their players getting a touchdown yeah. and the devastation is just... Because you've studied thoroughly who you're up against and every time it... And now crossing back to Green Bay, Minnesota, and you're like, oh, here we go. Oh, no. This <laughs> is Devontae Adams for sure, 100%. I, I had that exact, which, which was kind of great to get this in week one because sometimes it doesn't happen every week, but I had that exact experience this week where I was kind of doing okay against Ben, looking relatively comfortable, and then all of a sudden within a couple of minutes, I forget who the first one was, but he got a TD, and then um, Jamison Crowder got that, 75 yard screen pass touchdown and suddenly he's gone 30 points ahead of me and I'm just done projections are just like you have no chance 
and I got further and further behind. And then all of a sudden, in the in the, both in the fourth quarter, um, Julio put up about eighty yards. Calvin Ridley really put up about eighty yards and two touchdowns, and Thielen put up two touchdowns in about fifty yards, all in a quarter. I was I'm back. Get around <laughs> me, I'm projected to score two hundred. This is amazing. So yeah, it's it is so certainly good. an awesome experience. So good. All right, boys. Well, thanks as always for joining us, and uh, good luck for your matchups on the weekend. Have a good one. Beauty. Can't wait to next week. My right of reply. It's coming at you. <laughs> Can't wait.